The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is my co-captain, Jim. Hello. In space, no one can hear you old. I think oh. I've done that one before. Yeah, oh. it's it's classic. You know, you play the hits. Callback. Callback. Uh, this installment of Old Space Show continues our Episode by episode, travel log through the second season of, let me look through here, of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble, not smoothly go, upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 21st and able-to-drink-now episode, Doors Hack. A spaceship arrives on Moonbase Alpha carrying a prisoner who Maya is astonished to learn is Dorzak, a survivor from her planet Psychon. But can he, a man of peace, really be guilty of the crimes of violence for which he is being exiled? All right. This one is directed again by Val Guest and is written by another regular, Christopher Penfold. And then it's our guest stars are Jill Townsend, Catherine Leigh Scott, Lee Montague, Soretta Wilson, and Richard Leparmentier. Uh, Townsend, she was in The Girl from Uncle, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, uh, The Virginian, Bonanza, Ironside, and The Sweeney. So some classic of their era hits that the kids don't really nice. talk about nowadays, but they were a big deal back then. Scott was in, she was in, okay, so she's super popular here because she's got Dark Shadows cred. Played oh. Maggie Evans on Dark Shadows. So, big deal. Uh, she started on Agents, of, she's also been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. recently, The Blacklist, and she, all, all classic shows, Matlock, 21 Jump Street, A-Team, Cagney and Lacey, Magnum P.I., Dynasty, Incredible Hulk, Quincy, and Hawaii Five-0, the original Hawaii Five-0. I had some recent stuff on there, so I wanted to clarify. Montague, he has a huge career on TV, and but let's let's talk about uh, Mister Le Parmentier. Who's he, Jim? Do you know? Richard Le Parmentier. Yeah, Parmentier. Yes. Oh, I know he was in uh, Star Wars. That's uh, right. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, he's he's the guy who gets choked by Darth Vader. This is our first Force choke we ever saw. And he's from Pittsburgh. Oh, is he? Yeah, I did not know that until I just brought up his uh, IMDb. What's he doing in, over there in, in, in the UK, I huh? I don't know. I don't know, but he was also in Octopussy, Superman 2, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. A lot of movies. A lot of movies, yeah. Your, your ancient religion, Lord Bailey. He's that guy. You know him. Yeah. You know him. You know him. Oh, he yeah, has totally. a shares the screen with Peter Cushing in Star Wars and gets choked by Darth Vader. Yeah. Can, yeah, that, that that's your that's your um 
The power you, of the station is nothing compared to the power right. of the dark side of the force. He's like <laughs> your huge get at like back in the day conventions. Like, oh, we can't, you know, you can't get the, the big ones, but you got that guy. It's like, oh, yeah, remember that guy you got? Yeah, okay, yeah. Imagine you know, like up there being, with your Jeremy a, Bullocks and people, you know. Right, right. Or being in line to, to get his autograph with all the Star Wars people. And you get up there and you're like, oh, Ed Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, so here we go. Um, while Commander Koenig is investigating some asteroids that show some potential for colonization, which, you know, as last last uh, episode, we would call them Habitable Planet. A ship transmitting the universal plague warning signal is detected <laughs> as it changes course for Alpha. This is the universal plague warning. Plague on coming. Plague on coming. Uh, the Alphas receive a request for permission to land. Actual plague. You would have been instructed. Where did- right. Where do you learn that universal plague war? Like, like these are what? What is? What would be the universal plague warning for the exactly. universe? I, I, I sat and thought about that for a minute. Like, how did they know? Did they get like a memo from the Galactic Center or something? I mean, like, it's not bullshit. You know? Like, universal is in like, oh, it works on Earth. This is like the the literal universal. Like, and how would that word get spread? Like, and how, how they didn't know about other planets before the uh, the explosion or everything. So right. Well, I mean, they're on a place uh, in the. They're in uncharted territory right now. So, I mean, Uh, hey. All right. So, uh, the Alphans receive a request for permission to land. Tony says no. Uh, Sahala. Sahala explains that one of the crew is dead and another injured. When Helena asks about the universal plague warning, Sahala assures her that the plague is contained and the Alphans are in no danger of exposure. Tony grants her permission to land. After Helena confirms that there is no danger to Alpha, Sahala's injured crewmate, Yesta, <laughs> Nosa, Yesta, is Yesta. put on a travel tube bound for Ask medical doctor if Yesta is right for you. <laughs> In route, Helena asks how she was hurt. Sahala tells her that they were transporting a criminal to exile on... Thessalina. Sure. The furthest planet in the Croton system when he I escaped. Couldn't help but, I couldn't help but have it here Crouton every time. Crouton. They yeah. Oh, no. 100%. Sorry. I'm sorry. It was and me. Injured Yesta. They ex- exit the travel tube. Sahala sees Maya and for no similar reason fires <laughs> on her, stays her at her, putting her into stasis. It's just a uh, stasis. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Uh, first of all, all the all the women of her um, of her culture wear off the shoulder evening wear yes, wherever they go uh, with a little fur collar, very cute. And she's just like, "Help us out!" And as soon as she gets out, she's like, <gasps> "Zap!" And then Maya, and it's not even like a, a thing where Maya falls back like uh, you know, like was as stiff as a board, light as a feather, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like it's a trust fall or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the, the gun's called a staser. Like ooh, a staser. Like yeah, like yeah. The Staser, Stun Laser, Staser. Wow. I ain't even met her. Uh, I'd like to go so, back to the 80s and call my band that. Right. <laughs> Staser. Where's the Stasers? Thursday night, 50 Cent Wings and Staser live. Yeah. Hell yeah. White so Lion she, cover band. Anyway. <laughs> so, I, 
You got the touch. You got the stays up. So she's put on detention until Tony can interview her. She says that she did it because Maya is a psychon. Racist. As she tried to justify her action, Tony got angrier, telling her that she would spend the rest of her life in detention if Maya did not pull through. Tony was passed. Yeah, that's his woman. Oh, man, that's his girl. That's so, girl, yeah. But then Alan's all like, "Oh yeah, yeah. We get some, uh, we get some stuff going on here. We get some real stuff." Uh, <laughs> he leaves Alan, who seems more sympathetic, to talk with her. So Hala yeah. tells him that a Psycon ship approached Norva, asking for refuge. They accepted them, but soon Dorzak began to incite to violence Dorzak! a people that had been peaceful That's for thousands of years. Alan tells Sahala that Tony will not bend unless Maya recovers. She tells him that crotons don't kill and that she can bring Maya back. Sahala is brought to the medical center and successfully revives Maya, who rightfully is panicked at the sight of her attacker. Crotons don't kill. So I tear up the inside of your mouth. And, I love uh, it. There, there's a great Alan Carter line. He goes, it's not that I'm a better listener than Tony. It's just that Maya seems a lot to him. <laughs> I like how he talks about Australia with her, too. Yes. It's the first time he ever really talked about Australia. But yeah, that's like, true. He's like so painfully Australian in the show, right? Mm-hmm. Been, you know, being a manly man and all that. But like, this is the first time he ever actually talked about being from Australia, ever. This is true. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, the one time he barely mentioned it was about, he's talking about like American football. Like, that's the yeah, one right, time. Right. The one time he like quickly said something. Um, so Tony has Sahala return to detention. He tells Maya that a Psycon ship did not make it to their world and tells her of the trouble that Sahala claims was caused at the hands of Dorzak. Maya knew Dorzak and is certain she is lying. She asks Tony to let her see and speak to Dorzak, a man she remembers as peaceful, a poet and philosopher. Philosopher. Uh, philosopher. So was Colonel Kurtz, okay? I'm yes, sorry, it's true. It's true. Sahala says to repay Alan's kindness, she must continue warning him just how dangerous Dorzak can be. She tells him how she came to need the Alphans' help. So we go into a flashback. Even in Stasis, Dorzak was able to take over Clea, who was on watch as Sahala and Yesta slept. Under his control, she released the force field on his cell, then shorted out the sh- their ship's long-range communication systems before releasing him from Stasis. Yesa awoke to find Clea in the arms of Dorzak. She used the staser on Dorzak and brought Clea a drink to help her clear her head. As Yesa sat down to drink, Clea, still under Dorzak's control, hit her in the head with a heavy object. Sahala woke. Fakest hit. That's the fakest hit ever. It was a gentle hit. It was it was like very what badly edited too, and right. I just love how how Dorzak's power is like the power of sexy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, hey baby, why don't you come over and let me out of stasis? <laughs> so Sahala woke for her watch to find Clea and, and Dorzak in stasis, and yes, to bleeding to death. Once revived, Clea was so overcome with guilt she threw herself out into space. That was when Sahala set course for Alpha to seek help. This wow flashback ship stuff is a like psychedelic disco oh my sci-fi God. nirvana like their, it their, is... their ship looks like a 70s bachelor pad out of playboy it's just yes. amazing it's got modern art everywhere it's got weird like uh uh twister primary colored 
bubbles for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's it's just nuts. It's it's lovely. I, I'm down. I, I like disco sci-fi. I love it. I'm down. And Dorzak, I noticed he dresses like Puma Man, but he wears more eye makeup. He does, yeah. He does. <laughs> he has got himself a an outfit uh, yeah. for certain. Uh, well, that's why he's a hit with the ladies. Right. <laughs> uh, Tony sends for Sahala to get permission to board her vessel. Alan accompanies her. Sahala tries. Sahala tries to warn them that Reviving Dorzak is too dangerous, but Tony won't listen. Sahala knocks out a security guard and takes his stun gun. Uh, he directs them away from the entry point port at gunpoint. As she moves to board her ship, Alan grabs the gun from her hand. Tony has her taken to detention and boards the ship anyway. He finds a small object that doesn't fit with the general decor of the ship and decides to have it analyzed to determine its use. <sighs> It's just this little, tiny little metal cylinder, yeah? Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the top of a, of a clicking pen, right? Right. Why did that stand out to him with all the other shit in that room? Tony's There's like so genius. much in that room, dude. That is a busy room. Every shelf has something on it. There's stuff all over the tables, right? Like all this weird, like, uh, fake 70s space tech he could have focused on. He looks at this tiny thing that looks like a fleet suppository. Like, what? Why did that? <laughs> I just didn't get wise. He found the needle in the haystack. I guess. So Maya finds the control to open the chamber where Dorzak's cell is located. Uh, Helena, Tony, Allen, and Maya debate whether Sahala was telling the truth about Dorzak and the potential dangers of waking him. Helena has called the medical center to operate on Yesta. Maya convinces Tony to let her revive Dorzak as long as the force ship field stays up. Tony is called to speak to Yesta, who should be awake very soon to verify or refute Sahala's story. Dorzak wakes up and asks Maya if he is to remain a prisoner. She tells him that he will be freed when Yesta confirms that Sahala is lying. Yesta wakes in medical center as Sahala arrives. Yesta, under Dorzak's control, becomes hysterical upon seeing Sahala, claiming that she killed Clea. Yesta dies moments later. So, like, when Maya and Dorzak meet, I wonder if she's like, Oh, dude, our uh, our fucking planet blew up. Like, my dad was a maniac. Oh, he's dead too. Uh, yeah, right. But like, she's so like, I don't know. She's so urgent to meet him. Like, like right? let's go into this bright, this giant alien ship that looks like a big bong, and we're gonna break this guy out because <laughs> I, I, I just have to talk to him. You know, it just seems like she's very insistent. And then um, we we get this old medical center center side drama. Right, right. You're like, you know, she's like scalpel, and she's like operating on the alien lady or whatever. Like, what is this behind her brain? I don't know, but it'll have to come out. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> How do you know? Why don't you ask someone with the same brain? To, you know, who might know a little. I don't. It's just, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I get you. I get you. So Tony contacts Maya to tell her Dorzak is innocent and she may release the force field and give him better accommodations. Tony takes the device he found on the ship to be analyzed by Lord Vader, your ancient (laughs) wave, and learns that it jams organic psycho waves. He is told that there was a transmission at the time of Yesta's death. He tells Maya and suggests that if Dorzak and Sahala were to be left alone, the truth would come out. Tony announces to the base that Sahala has kidnapped Helena, 
and is moving towards her ship. Dorzak hears and offers to trade himself for Helena. Sahala contacts command center and demands a trade, stating she will ignite her ship's photon drive, killing everyone on Alpha if he does not accept her terms. Tony agrees, and Dorzak is brought to the boarding tube attached to her ship. The exchange is made, and Sahala takes Dorzak into her ship. Maya learns that he is no longer the peaceful man she remembered, but not before he realizes that she is not Sahala. He forces her to change back. So uh, this is kind of neat, the way yeah. they set this shit up. And I like that Dor- Dorzak isn't like, he's not fooled at all. Like, right. He's like, no, I know who the fuck you are. Right. Well, I mean, she's acting, um, the actress who's playing Sahala, play, or playing Maya, playing Sahala, plays it very differently. So it was it was cool to see him pick up on that for sure. Yeah. I, this, oh. I, well, I guess I, I, I like, this is a really interesting thing. I like what this story wants to be with the, he's not this good dude she thought and was arguing for. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a rather nifty little twist in space 1999. Like, you know, like she's like, well, first my father, now you like the fuck's up with my people. Well, like that's the whole next scene. She's like, are all of us nuts? Are all of us going to mm-hmm. be monsters? You know? Yeah. Um, I, I did like there's, I mean, this isn't perfect, but there's a really good script here, like idea and stuff to yeah. flesh out. Like uh, there's a really good, good. Uh, this is one of the better I, 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 season two thing. I feel like you could have probably used another pass on the draft, you know? Right. But yeah, there's a good kernel of an idea here. You're right. Yeah. There's a, there's a good debate. There's a, I mean, there needs, uh, there needs to be less stasising. That's what probably kind of ha- <laughs> hampers this stuff. Uh, like every by people, five minutes, Tony's sending her back to detention. That was a distracting. Yeah. Uh, by people being asleep and not able to talk, like there, there needs to be a really big debate over whether this guy is good or not, and yeah. then finally slipping at in front of Maya and her being horrified by right. shit and her standing yeah. her ground against her crew people for this guy. Like I feel like the episode in your head is much better than the episode we saw, though. Possibly, but I I do have an appreciation for I'm an ideas person, so the idea was yeah, there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I I I I give some appreciation to this one. Um, so. She asked if there are is flaws in the nature of psychons that turn them into monsters. As she recalls her father's misdeeds, Dorzak claims that it, it is the struggle for survival that makes monsters of all of them. Maya replies that the Alphans have not been warped by their struggle. He replies that they are a pathetic example of the lingering process of extinction. He forces her to teach him the art of molecular transformation when she refuses to help him. Uh, Tony, Helena, and Alan, who have been waiting outside the airlock, enter to make sure everything is okay. They find Maya standing outside the force shield with Darzak and Stasis. She tells them that he was not the man she remembered. They got used to insane Stasis, too. I'm just doing it because that's what they say. Okay, I was going to say that. I'm a Stasis 1000%, but the show says Stasis, so I'm just, you know what, throwing it in their face thrown in their face um there's the uh mind reading zooms that they have yeah yeah it's great yeah they uh they keep zooming into my eyes and his eyes yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's pretty great this next scene coming up though is my favorite whether they figure out well or go ahead i'm sorry oh, yeah. so, blow, your, blow your reveal 
So Alan leaves to tell Sahala that she is free. Maya is clearly upset, and Tony tries to cheer up by offering her some beer. She <laughs> says she, she would love some, and he suggests they go for dinner after. And did 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 Tony just do a Bogart impression there? He tried. He tried really hard. And the other thing was the first thing that tips him off that Maya is not Maya is the fact that she put she gives into his cringy advances. And wants oh, yeah. to drink his sh- and wants to drink his crappy beer. Yep, this is true. This is true. <laughs> that was the and first inkling. It's like, hey, clue. wait, something's wrong here. Uh, she wants to apologize to Sahala first. Tony tries to gather everyone else to leave, but Helena says she wants to learn about stasis from Sahala before she leaves. Maya, tell uh, and this tells is the scene her, where Tony tries to give Alan some advice on women, right? Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> Oh, so Maya tells her she has an operation she wants her to perform. Helena, clearly under the influence of hypnosuggestion, agrees. Alan tells Sahala that she is free to go and that Dorzak is back in stasis. She thanks him for his friendship and they return to her ship. So, um, Dr. Ed Spencer contacts Tony to tell him that Helena was acting oddly when she returned to medical center and left with a surgical case without a word, Tony realizes that something was wrong when Maya said she'd love some beer uh-huh, and see? meets him in the medical center. Uh-huh. Uh, on Sahala's ship, Dorzak disarms Alan and has Helena prepare to remove the device that protects Sahala from Dorzak's psychic control. I noticed them. So, like, the door on Sahala's ship, like, when it opens, the really fancy door. Right, the door Dorzak was behind. It sounds like an electronic synth fart when it opens. Ooh, like, neat. Oh, I didn't notice that. I was like, ugh. It's like, all right. Good, so, good catch. I did not catch that. Yeah. Uh, Tony shows up, and Dorzak commands him to hand over his weapon. Tony moves towards Dorzak and knocks the stun gun from his hand. Dorzak makes a run for the airlock, but Tony stuns him, releasing everyone under his power. Tony drops the force field, freeing Alan, and then releases Maya from stasis. That Tony. Yep. Tony helps Alan. (laughs) In our final scene, Helena removes the Neuro's pulsonic jammer from Tony's head as Alan... Well, they jammed in there really quick, didn't they? Yeah, they got it right. Deep. Uh, (laughs) As Alan sees Sahala off, she asks him how his species says goodbye. He shows her, ah, he a, shows her by okay. kissing her. He asks how they say goodbye on Norva. She replies, his way is better. Yeah. This is what a Kirk moment that was. Man, Alan had a crush. Mm. Tell, tell me of the love on your home world. <laughs> <laughs> or first yep. man. And you know what? I'm okay with, with this. You know, there's the hokey gag endings, but I'll accept this one. Right. I'll accept this one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I, I made no I didn't hide it. I, I was I was into this episode, what it wanted to do and stuff. And, yeah. you know, having some Should, space babes from outer space help. Uh, yeah, totally. It always helps have space babes. I mean, come on. Disco sci fi, a lot of Allen usage. Yeah, I want that apart. I want that space. Uh, I want that spaceship as my apartment. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was really I, cool. I was I was cool with it. this little uh, we did a just did a batch of like three episodes we recorded in a block and this was easily my most favorite of them all. Um, 
but yeah, this was this was for season two. This is this is um one of the better ones for me. Yeah. for season two, good. Um, the, yeah, like like Jim mentioned, it could have used another pass at the script. Um, I I would imagine a season one version of this episode would have probably nailed it a bit better. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. It's some of the costuming and stuff. While I I dig it. Um, but then you Hope wouldn't have any of the Psycon stuff with Maya, right? True, true. I need, one, I so. need a Maya and Dr. Bergman team up. Like they, like they a crossover. Need, yes. Like into the into the ninety nine verse. <laughs> like they need something needs to happen where you have like the t- a team of like Alan Carter, Dr. Bergman, and Maya as a team. Like that'd be the ultimate ninety nine oh, wow. team with with contact from Helena Russell. And Sandra and Sandra and Paul. Sandra, Sandra and Paul, Paul they, they're the, the Paul. <laughs> pilot in pilot communications. Helena Russell in medical. Yes, that's that's a team. That's the team. Hashtag bring back Paul. Bring back Paul. Bring back we Bergman. Paul. We remember Paul. There we go. The adventures. All right. All right. All right. So uh, that'll do it for another mood buggy adventure. In the meantime, Jim, where can people find you? Nobody can find me, buddy. I'm the wind. No, I'm kidding. Uh, every week on Nothing's On Pod, the Nothing's On Podcast, are available at uh, iTunes and Amazon, anywhere you can uh, purchase fine podcasts. Uh, me and Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor go through the week's worth of entertainment, TV, and movie news in our knuckleheaded way with uh, reviews and previews and also your views. So we have a very active listener base that's available at taylorpodcast.com or um, taylornetworkpodcast.com. I'm very sorry. Or like I said, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere else. And uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast will be back underway pretty soon with the launch of the final season of the show. Uh, we've been covering it since the very beginning, and we're going to stick around until at least the very end. That's available on the Walking Dead TV podcast at hhwlod.com. Hashtag Carter doesn't settle down. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at whysoblue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peters show this week, but until then, Dorsak! I mean, Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.